This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Mudbutt's bachelor party is well underway at the Oasis. Mudbutt barfed on the server, Reginald won at dice, Quinny tried to win a magical prize but failed, and Alan gave in to calling Mudbutt Dad to convince him to look for intel on their target. Will all of the Dum Dums survive their first bachelor party? Find out next. On Dom Doms and Dragons. So you find yourselves outside the oasis. Um, you manage to kind of using the the knowledge you still have um, from your previous adventure here of kind of the um, the back stairwells and the emergency exits that Bryn helped you find. Uh, you're able to sneak out um, behind the space. Um, to where the uh, fire festival is um, already set up, uh, people are already milling about, um, but the stage is being prepared for the evening show. Um, what you're looking at is a um, sort of like a, a large fairground space. Um, it's been fenced in by like a, a, a fancy permanent fence. Um, you can see a bunch of um, sort of white tents that have been set up there. Um, little like uh, they look like upside down bowls. Um, so just like uh, rounded, um, almost an igloo shape, um, very lightweight, very cheap. Um, and inside you can see all manner of uh, fantasy millennials um, hanging out uh, with their possessions, uh, all looking like gently cranky about uh, the situation. Um, the second you, you kind of step out into the space, you can tell it's overcrowded and kind of underplanned. There just seem to be people everywhere. There doesn't really seem to be anything for anyone to do. And um, as you exit out into the back, uh, you notice that there's pretty heavy security leading back into the Oasis. So you get the sense that once people who are just here for the festival sign in, they're stuck out here. Um, they're not allowed to just kind of like mill about the uh, the hotel property. Now, um, because uh, you're guests of the hotel, you can come and go as you please. Um, they just can't go back in with you. <laughs> nice. Um, so the stage is, think like a, a large music venue, outdoor music venue stage at the far end of all these. So there's all these tents in the middle. There's food and drink stations off to the far left and right, but the lines are crazy. Um, you know that some people are staying in the hotel itself, but the majority of people are staying out here. Um, the stage is, uh, huge, uh, with kind of a massive red curtain, um, uh, surrounding kind of lining the back <clears throat> on the stage itself. Um, you can see, um, a, 
uh, a number of um, currently empty owl bear cages, um, as well as some things for the owl bears to do. Um, there are sort of massive um, stone tablets on either side of the stage in sort of obsidian black um, that seem to have runes carved into them. You're not quite sure what they do. Um, overlooking all of this are two of those um, towers that you saw earlier that are kind of just like a straight column with kind of a small, um, uh, almost observation pod on top of either one. Um, in the distance, you can see airships kind of drifting around. If you'll recall, they tend to dock um, up at the top of the uh, top of the facility. Um, but perhaps most interesting of all is uh, the um, massive wooden man um, that uh, overlooks all of this. Uh, so if you've seen uh, either the Wicker Man or Burning Man, this is like bundles of sticks and that sort of thing um, built high. Uh, and you can see that um, staff are in the process of taking down a scaffold around this. So this was clearly built recently. So it kind of overlooks the entire um, venue. Um that is what you see. There's also um, you can uh, closer to the stage. You can see a, like a basically like a road crew uh, working on getting things ready, um, as well as plantier security. So you guys actually haven't directly encountered um, uh, the plantiers aside from like Cormium's small delegation at yeah. um, uh, the wedding of uh, Momo um, of uh, Doddle uh, and her. Stodalia, and I forget what the villain's name was, but anyway, back there. Um, so you um, you see kind of for the first time that uh, knowing that the uh, plant here's are heavy, heavy magic users, uh, it comes as no surprise that a lot of their security are um, fire sprites. Um, so um, thin, spindly figures uh, seemingly made of living flame um, wearing um, kind of like... Um, you know, Nightwing has that, like, kind of red or blue, depending on what it is, sort of shoulder-to-chest V. It's kind of that. So it's just almost shoulder pads uh, coming to a point, uh, sort of mid-chest. Um, and uh, you see the uh, the insignia of, of the plantiers um, squarely on, on the chest. Uh, and they seem to be just kind of wandering around, keeping an eye on things. Hmm. What All right. Um, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, because I have, I, I am a, a blood hunter. I have advantage on survival checks to track fey fiends or undead, as well as on intelligence checks to recall info about them. Okay. Are these creatures fey, undead, or fiends? Uh, one moment, please. Basically, oh, I just want to know if Reginald would know anything about them, so you can yeah, also yeah, yeah. gut check it if you want. Um. I think they're Fey, but I just want to be 100% certain on that. We can call this a Horde check, which is he has had to be a general in enough parts of the Horde that those groups have all ended up allied with them at some point or another. So he generally knows. Uh, no, so um, these uh, fire sprites are elementals, not uh, ah. not Fey. Okay, hmm. then can I do an Arcana check? Mm-hmm. Can I do a uh, history just to see if I know anything? That's a natural one. Cool. Um, what's fire? Um, <laughs> I knew what it was once. I'm sure. I used to. Um, I used to throw it from my hands. Yeah, you've never, um, Alan. You've never fucked with summoning. That's not really a thing you you've played with. Um, yeah, so, not really. 
you're you're aware of the uh, the the prospect of sprites and um uh elemental beings being summoned met, met those wind those wind elementals yeah totally um but uh yeah you don't know much about them other than obviously they'll be fire resistant also if um igneous is powerful enough to not really be hanging around right now uh you're dealing with some some high level magic um ryan you can yeah. roll a history check i don't know that you'll get much from it but you can go ahead it's a dirty 20. So you've seen elementals um, used on the battlefield before. Um, these ones seem pretty uh, low level. Um, there's certainly enough to... Basically, if we're talking in sort of combat terms, these are good enough to deter low-level people. So, like, if any of the uh, the, the attendees were going to try anything, this is a damn good deterrent because they are made of fire. Um, but um, they aren't that imposing you know they're not like, like elemental you, special forces they're just no you, the well, you, you've seen like you've seen full-blown like elementals in combat and they're bigger and spookier these are clearly just kind of um honestly what you would employ as low-level security um so think minion not monster if that makes sense yes that makes perfect sense to me yeah hmm. all right so it looks like we've got a collection of elementals so what i know about these ones is they're not as big as other ones can be, which means they're theoretically weaker. And the rule of elemental is opposites don't attract. So if we hit these things with cold or wet, it'll probably screw with them. If we hit them with wood or, I guess, air, they'll probably get stronger. You know, fire. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I've got cold covered. I also yeah. have one spell that can deal out some cold. And that's kind of it. And this motherfucker's pretty much just a hammer against those guys. And I look at the flaming hammer. I yeah. gotta pee. <laughs> well, hold it. Hold it in. Oh, as I'm long holding as can. it. Yeah, there, there don't appear to be bathrooms around here. This place really isn't laid out well. Um, Mudbutt, uh, as you begin to scan the crowd for bathrooms, uh, you see that um, next to the food stalls, there are more of these same tents um, that have been set up, uh, but they have the word bathroom written in a variety of languages above them. And you see a, a long line of frustrated people um, standing by. They can't check mm. their phones because they don't have them. So instead they're checking like books. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you can just pee oh, in the right kind of tent. So, I mean, if you look around and see an empty tent, I guess it's a bathroom. I'm going to hold it. Uh, and use that as uh, possibly a weapon to help us later on <laughs> against these sprites. Yep. Intestinal fortitude, man. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. So is there anything you want to specifically investigate out here? Yeah. Uh, I want to check out the stage. Okay. Yeah, those those stones. Yeah. I was looking at that, yeah. Uh, concerned about the runes, <clears throat> if, if that's just decor or if there's actually something else more nefarious. If that'll only keep like the uh, the the security will only keep the crowd back. I want to figure out what the real security is. So I want to look at like the setup because I feel like reverse engineering his skills to get away or break out of anywhere. Reginald would like to figure out how to break in past the security. Okay. Um. So, um, Quinny, are you? How are you doing this? Is this an investigation for you? Are you trying to suss out what the giant tablets are? What's uh? What's your jam? Um. I'm gonna leave the giant tablets for now. I'd like to kind of. 
I'd like to kind of understand the layout of the stage to see where this guy's going to be coming from and where he's going to be leaving. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll me an investigation check then, please. It's a good roll. Uh, 23. Damn, that is a good roll. Um, <laughs> so you can see there are um, wings to the stage. Um, that lead into kind of the back area uh, behind the fence and um, presumably where kind of the the preparations are done. Um, But uh, based on your kind of knowledge of showmanship, that doesn't seem like particularly, like that's literally just an inspirational speaker walking out on stage being like, hey, hi. So it's possible. Um, But what really catches your eye is uh, there seems to be um, a gap uh, in the sort of um, ceiling of this this space. It almost comes up to a, a circus tent point, um, and that's left open. Um, so you wonder, from what you can see, either he'll be coming in from the sides of the stage or possibly somehow from above. Okay. Or it might just be for lighting. You're actually legitimately not sure. Okay. <laughs> Or it's just for, like, the smoke to escape from these fire elementals. <laughs> Lots of options. Hmm. Uh, how, how close am I to the uh, the Burning Man statue? So it's on the far side of the stage. So it's it's beyond the stage and kind of the fenced-off mm. area. If you were looking at this for safety, it's far enough away that people can't stumble into it when they're drunk. Okay. What if I wanted to burn it? <laughs> um, you could... It's pretty far away, but if you threw a flaming javelin hard enough, but I will say this is a very, very difficult shot. Hmm. Okay. You know what? So uh, before we went outside, I went to the manager uh, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, uh, oh, could you uh, could you pick up my uh, spears? I think they're still stuck in the wall in the kitchen. So then he, uh, he gave me both my, <laughs> both my spears back. Um and I want to I want to get as close as I can to the flaming uh, man mm-hmm. statue, uh, but like kind of just like I'm <laughs> just like inconspicuously wandering around, and I okay. and I have like a beer with me. Okay, can you roll me a so add one to your beer check? Uh, and can you? Oh, but I'm not drinking it. Oh, I see. Okay, just a prop value. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's go with a deception check rather than a stealth check. Okay, uh, my deception. Oh, it faded away. I think it's negative one. <laughs> Sounds about right. Let What's me, your let, charisma? Hold on, let me check. I took a picture of it too. Let me just see if I'm right. Um, <laughs> negative one. Uh, yeah, so, you're, so that would be that would make sense. Charisma, negative one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's negative one. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> And I get drunk points uh, thrown against me too? Yep, that is correct. All right. Uh, 19, so 18. And I still use a D6? That's correct. All right. Three. All right, you're, you're all clear. All right, um, so I'm just like stumble over like, oh, what's a, what's a burning man? What's this? And I kind of just want to look get close to it. So um, again, you, the, the, you're between the stage uh, and it's kind of uh, the the. So there's the stage itself, and then this kind of like big curtained backdrop, mm-hmm. uh, and then the roof of the stage. Burning Man is beyond that. Um, so the closest you can get is kind of the edge of the stage, where the uh, the 
uh, fire sprites start to kind of drift towards you, not in a, an aggressive way, just in a, uh, you know, anytime you're near a place you shouldn't be security, just kind of like saunters. Right. Uh, but, um, yeah. Can, it'd I, be hell- can I talk to them or? Um, you can try. So um, a fire sprite kind of uh, is drifting near you. Flame on! Hey, hi. Um, some pretty <laughs> sick uh, stuff going on. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, it's my bachelor party. I have political immunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, flame sprite um, kind of cocks its head uh, and then raises up a hand and uh, you know throws up the horns at you uh, in sort of flickering <laughs> fire fingers, um, and then. Um, just kind of like goes back to patrolling. It doesn't seem to be able to speak. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so I want to be like, uh, like sign language, like I'll flag him down again. And just be like, uh, uh, m- me party, uh, me go see big man. Uh, the, uh, the Sprite starts shaking its head. Yes. <laughs> it shakes its head, also thinking you just misunderstood. Yes. It shakes its head. Hmm. A couple other fire sprites start drifting over. Okay. Um. I want to like very, like secretively, kind of like unzip my fly and just kind of like still ask some questions. Just being like, well, what's what's the point of uh like the Burning Man? Like, do you have to burn it? Is that the idea of it? They all kind of look at each other and then nod. Well, like, is it like, is it just for fun or is it supposed to like do something? The same one you saw throws up the the horns and then like like, literally kind of rocks out to it uh, and then just gestures like excitedly at you. Oh, it's for rocking on. Okay. And then it nods and it, it points at you and then it does devil horns and then it like dances the fire dance. Oh, I like that. Okay. Well, tell you what, uh. Well, like, I, let's, why don't you show me it? I'm, I'm really intrigued. They shake their heads. <laughs> okay. Um, one of them points points at a at a poster that says like show begins 10 p.m. Uh, okay. So then I go to I go to walk away. I was like, oh, I guess I'll walk away. Oh, and I pretend to trip, but I trip over the barrier. And I, and I apologize as I do it. Like, I'm not meaning to do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. And I kind of like, I, I land on my feet across the barrier and, I'm, and I act like I, I'm hurt. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like apologizing. They just pass <laughs> through the barrier uh, and reform on the other side. Um, but they quickly surround you. Okay. I was like, oh, oh, thank goodness, fellas. Um, hey, can you, uh, can you? All of you go help open the door for me so I can leave the premises. Um, they start to pulse slightly and um, you hear heavy footsteps uh, coming across the stage. Um, looking up, uh, you see, um, for lack of a better term, like a biker tough dragonborn. So like dragonoid features, uh Big meaty arms, uh, tattoos everywhere, um, and uh, she's like kind of huffing um, a bluish smoke um, as uh, as she approaches, uh, and she's just like, "There seemed to be a problem there, boss." 
Uh, oh, hi. Yeah, it's uh, it's me. I'm staying at the hotel, uh, and the uh, maitre d' said I have diplomatic immunity. Uh, I, tu- I took a tumble, and I'm on this side of the fence now, and uh, uh, I'm just going to go find my way out. Uh, I don't need any help. And I go walking towards the, the Burning Man statue. It's like, I think the exit is this way. The fire spreads <laughs> don't move, so you have to muscle through fire if you want to go that way. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, then I say, like, uh, oh, no, I'm losing control of my bowels. And then, and then, oh, I, and then I just I just pee as hard as I can in front of me. Uh, it turns into a foul-smelling mist. Uh, and then the dragon lady grabs you by the scruff of the neck and the Whoa. waistband and just goes, yeah, here's the thing about diplomatic immunity in the hotel. You ain't in the hotel. And then she tosses you up and over the fence um, and into one of the tents. Uh, you crash what? into uh, two people mid-coitus um, who are like both like kind of excited that you showed up. But then like they, they notice that your dong's hanging out. They're like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, this, this guy's already halfway there. Come on in, man. <laughs> so let's get the tent back up and, uh, you know, we can bang one out. Uh, hey, I got an idea. Uh, have you guys ever done uh, a fuck run before? A fuck run? <laughs> yeah. No, what's that? Uh, it's where you, it's where you fucking run. So uh, okay, you guys do what you're doing right now. Yeah. Um, but then you run right at those uh, fire dragon dudes because I heard a secret that fire dragon dudes uh, enjoy fuck runs. <laughs> They look at each other and they're like, well, we're on a lot of drugs together, so this plan makes perfect sense to us. Fucking run! And they both just start running and they're, they're still doing stuff to each other and they're, they're running and like, there's just, it's like slow motion, like chariots of fire is playing. Like there's just pure joy on their faces. Um, and then um, they both kind of leap over the fence dramatically going, yeah! And then uh, the dragon lady punches both of them so hard that they stop midair and fly backward over the fence and land in the uh, land in the dirt, um, and uh, they kind of look at each other and they're like, "Well, that was uh, <coughs> my coughs out some blood. Like that was an experience." Did, did enough time pass that I could have used that to sneak by everybody? <laughs> Go ahead and roll a stealth check. All right. Don't forget your drunk dice. Okay. Um. So my I rolled a ten. Plus negative one, <laughs> then a four. Okay, so no drunk dice, but uh, so a nine in total. Okay. Um, you, uh, as the uh, the fucking run uh, folks make their make their their dash to to weird kinky freedom, um, you you start like trying to slip around the side of the fence. Um, and, um, you, uh, get over the fence, the fire sprites see you cause your stealth is shit. Right. Um, and as the, the, the dragonborn lady punches, like security punches the two people back over the, the fence, um, the sprites become almost like arrows. Um, their whole bodies become like a sort of come to a fine point. Um, and, uh, all six of them fly at you. Uh, go ahead and roll me a dexterity save, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I got a 17, and my dexterity is plus one, so 18, and I roll my drunk dice. 
which is a two. Okay, roll it so again. Yeah, roll, roll it again. It, roll it again, which is a five. Okay, so you subtract five, so you're down to 13. Okay. Which definitely does not pass. Uh, all right, so that is... 27 points of damage as oh, uh, the fire sprites slam into you. Um, and Super duper. Um, more uh, security starts to spill out and around. Um, and suddenly um, a blue ripple goes up the, um, the obelisks. And um, uh, a, a sound kind of comes out of them. And you can see that it's the... Um, uh, the dragonborn security woman with with kind of um, a stone uh, in front of her mouth, and she just says, "Yeah, all right, this shit's gone far enough. We're closing it down for the day. The show will begin promptly on time, but it, you know, I gotta tell you, if any of the rest of you motherfuckers try and get in here, we're just gonna shoot you on sight. All right, great. Enjoy the fire festival, you bastards." <laughs> and then the uh, a blue ripple goes up the uh, tablets, and they go quiet. Oh, what, what was it? 20, 27 points 27 of damage? 27 points of damage, yep. Oh, man. All right. Oops. Okay, equals. equals. So, what's been happening with the rest of us? My mom's going to be so disappointed when her husband shows up dead. Um, so, the rest of you follow awkwardly um, in the way you do at a, like a sporting event if your friend gets ejected for being too drunk um, as uh, security drags him um, back to the hotel um, throws him in and gives explicit orders that uh, he's not allowed to re-enter the fire festival premises. One of them oh. says, "Enjoy your diplomatic immunity inside, sir." As they like toss you through the door. I will. Oh. <laughs> uh, you awkwardly zip up your fly and um, dust yourself off. Hmm. Is everyone with me? Yep. Everyone else had to had to join you because. All right. Not sure if you noticed. I did some recon. Um. <laughs> P yeah, what'd you learn? P doesn't work. P doesn't work. Um, the firemen uh, are bad, and uh, the dragon, the dragon ladies um, aren't nice and don't like fuck runs. <laughs> what a fuck run! Oh Never yeah. Mind. Oh, oh uh, those are very popular in the world of perpetual war. Um, sometimes you got to do both if you want to stay alive. So, did anybody <laughs> figure out anything that was useful? Looks like the. Main entrances and exits are the sides of the stage, pretty obvious, but there also appears to be a way in and out through the top, which, if this is a, you know, big showy entertainer, might be a place we can nab him at if he's on his way out or even on his way in. Well, is there something that would let us hang in the air? Is there something in this facility that would let us, like, float over the the spot or, like, soar by to grab someone? I mean, I could climb up the the rigging. Um, Alan, do you have any magic that could get us up there? I don't know, they, they have these uh, oh gosh, things in my no. world called airships. Do they have airships here? There's some sort yeah. of area where you, we could get one? They're pretty conspicuous, though. Uh, but yeah, they're at the top of the, the hotel. That's where they're docked. All right. So we can sneak in, but we can't even get Mudbutt into the building anymore. So we might need to disguise the king, you think correct? Those VIP passes, do you think they trump uh, security? Probably not. No. No, so that's that's a wash then, huh? Hmm. Well, if you have I guess vi- Mudbutt has to just stay here. <laughs> Alternatively, if you have VIP passes, uh, you might be able to get yourselves in and then disguise him and sneak him in, but he can no longer enter as uh, King as Mudbutt. 
Okay. So, no, we can still get in with the VIP passes, especially the three of us. Getting backstage is still important. Well, we don't have backstage passes yet. We just have tickets. So, Mudbutt, you pull out your itinerary for the bachelor party, uh, because as much as you do want to kill this guy, you also kind of want to make sure you still get your full bachelor adventure in. Right, Um, yeah. Because you only plan on getting married once. Um, So, the... uh, Feats of Strength are um, uh, an evening uh, game event um, where uh, people can enter the. If you remember, there were the like the precogs who would build and rebuild uh, the arena that the Forsaken fought in. Um, so think like um, uh, I understand these are quite popular in Thailand, like a UFC fight, but anyone can just sign up, and if you win, you get booze. Oh, hey. all right. Um, and okay. in this case, uh, you know, if you if you go enough rounds, you can get VIP passes, that sort of thing. Uh, it's basically the hotel giving giving you things that are of value to you, but not of value to them, like VIP passes to a magic show. Um, <laughs> so uh, the fight's in a little while. Um, Mud, but you've been really concerned because uh, so much time had passed and your buds hadn't responded to your invites that maybe you'd grown distant from them. And uh, I'll leave it up to you whether or not you want to engage in this this pre-planned event or not, because I know everyone's kind of on team. Let's figure out how we infiltrate. But given that you actually have some downtime right now, um, you had arranged for a tour of uh, the on-site distillery. Hmm. And your hope was uh, to play just a nice catch-up game of Never Have I Ever as as uh, the four of you took the tour. The tour was one of the most expensive things uh, that you paid for um, because it comes with a tremendous amount of liquor. Um, right. You'd been pretty excited about it, but now you're a little apprehensive. On the other hand, you, you, you feel like there's a distance that, that wasn't there before between you and your, your buds. So you have some downtime before um, the feats of strength. Do you go on the distillery tour or do you go and regroup in the hotel room? Um, whatever, I mean, whatever uh, would help me heal, I think. Would the, would the hotel room help me heal? Um, I'll say either way, you can take um, some of your hit die. So what hit oh. die do is when you're, you're on a break, um, a short rest uh, of an hour, you can spend hit die to regain some health. Um, it'll okay. be listed on your sheet there as uh, hit dice. I think it's like 11... D something. And basically that's how many you have. Um, and during a short rest, you can roll those and that's how much um, you get back. Oh, so I could roll like 11 D12 and just like. Yep. Put all oh, that health back, baby. D12. Damn. Well, then so we'll, we'll say regardless of what you do next, that is assumed to have happened on this next. Oh, OK. Well, then I'll, if I'm going to heal, then I'll, uh, I'll go on that tour. And because then maybe we can find like maybe there's like a secret passage or something. Or we can hide in like a, a beer barrel and uh, put like a, okay, I'm, I'm explaining this plan to them. And it's like, okay, okay, new plan. So I I surprised us with a, a, a tour of their distillery. And I'm thinking, because I can't get in there anymore through means outside of my control, uh, <laughs> that we could maybe hollow out one of those beer things, hide in it, leave a note on it that says, to the magic man. And then when he... When he says, hmm, I'm parched. I should have a drink before or after my show. And then open it up and then bam, I slice him in half from the groin to the head. <laughs> so as Mudbutt is speaking, I kind of surreptitiously point to Quinny and message whisper like, God, this is 
we have no plan. This is the worst ever. Like, fuck, man. Butthole was like our guy, you know? He always yeah. had, he always had a way out of things. I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, but he's not here anymore, so we got to figure Fuck. it out. And that's my plan. Well, the I like end. that you don't reveal yourself and then count on him saying, I'm an idiot twice before you stab him. So I feel like this is still several steps in the right direction. It's Thank you. improvement. Yeah. Now, when you say you're going to pop out of a barrel, where am I standing when this happens? Oh, we're all in the barrel. They're, 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 they're pretty big barrels, as I understand. Yeah, I'm not going to do this plan. Oh, Ooh, okay. You say you're a big fan and you like him and want to give him a barrel. And uh, then the rest of us are inside the barrel. And then you give us like a couple knocks to be like, wake up, beer. And then we'll jump out and we'll rip him in half from the groin to the head. Okay, do you know what? I'm not going to say that that's the worst idea ever because I'm not in the barrel. So I'd say 50-50. That or if we can come up with something better in the distillery. There's a lot of chances here. Let's go, uh, let's go see how this is going to go. Maybe this tour will help us sort it out. To the distillery, Alan. Alan. You can you can do like a gate or dimension door or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work in terms of sending someone somewhere? I can bring one person with me. They go with you. You can't just say push a magician through, and the other side is the inside of a vat in a distillery. <laughs> Check checking the rules. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, so, Alan, as no. you're as you're uh, quick checking your spell book, um, the four of you um, arrive at uh, the distillery. Um, Tyler, what is the distillery in the Oasis called? What is the distillery called? Um, you're you're greeted by uh, the traditional distillery dogs with a couple <laughs> of, of happy yeah. distillery yeah. pup barks. They stir it's the a, beer. <laughs> they swim. Yeah. yeah of course, like, that's oh. how it gets the hair in it everyone likes. <laughs> Ooh. You don't have to floss your te- you don't have to floss your teeth if you drink a barrel of dog brew. <laughs> you also have to don't have to drink hair of the dog later. It's already in you. You're not uh, gonna drink it, but you are gonna pee it. Then it gets weird. Ooh. <laughs> Let's call it um, So they always say everybody's favorite game. Who gets the knot? <laughs> Ah. Uh, all thoughts I had of naming conventions are gone because now I've got <laughs> knotted dog all right. hair. So um, your your guide approaches uh, and just says like, welcome to Who Gets the Knot? Uh, I'm so happy to meet you all. Um, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows, you can get ad-free feeds, you can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows, you can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal.
And uh, I understand that it's someone's special day. Ooh, um, that's me. And um, she walks over and does like a nose boop uh, and then winks and then just throws like a giant pink boa around your neck. Um, and she's like, look, I know a lot of the places in the Oasis are very stuffy and very fancy, but that's not what we're about here at Who Gets the Knot. We're about fun. That's why we have so many beer doggos. Um, it's, uh, they're responsible for our, uh, our dog brow as well as um, our poog ale, uh, which is also very popular. So um, we just got uh, boas for you all because, you know, bachelor party. Um, uh, as you yes. can see... I wore my party gear and she's just wearing like what you would assume a tour guide would be wearing, but it's slightly lower cut than normal. And she's like, ah, and my name is Thumb Pinky. <laughs> I'll just write that. Down. I will be your guide. So I know what you're thinking. Okay. We're at who gets the knot and I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm apprehensive, but I'm ready for fun. Well, I've got good news. My friends here. Fun comes in all manner of glasses, and it starts with these tiny ones I've lined up for you. And she gestures Ooh. to a table full of shots. Um, and uh, she's like, in order to get the full experience and understanding of the distillery, you, of course, need to sample our wares. And we're beginning with our most popular drink. It's called liquid alcohol, because basically <laughs> there's no flavor other than alcohol and no one could think of anything else to call it because it just kind of tastes like what it is. So let's start with that one. Here's to you, big guy. And she hands you uh, your shot first, um, mud butt. I take the shot. Great. Uh, go ahead and add uh, one to the drink. Um, for you, um, as a literally and figuratively raging alcoholic, there's something about tasting your demon so purely that is is oddly comforting to you. You know, it's not uh, it's not hidden behind other flavors. It just is what it is, uh, and uh, really works for you. Um, it's it's pretty delicious. And honestly, again, that that part just in the back of your head that that you've admittedly been trying to mature past, but that is really all about fun and good times. Just just kind of needed this, kind of needed this party vibe to come back a little bit. Yeah. So um, uh, you're grateful for it. Um, the rest of you are handed shots. What do you do? Um, uh, can I sorry, use prestidigitation to clear away the liquid? Because I mean, I can I can clean something. Yeah, but where I, are you going to put it? Yeah, I don't think so. Only because <sighs> then, like in theory, you could like drink poison and just be like, the poison's gone, uh, which is a, a little Fuck. too hearty for a cantrip. Well, uh, I can't. Yeah. Hmm? Sorry, it's a little too hardy for a can trip. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, shit. <laughs> you can chill, warm, or flavor the liquid. I mean, flavoring it might not be the worst call because this is this is rubbing alcohol. Uh, I'm not going to flavor it just because I need to remind myself exactly what I'm drinking and how much it's going to affect me. <laughs> Understood. I'm gonna look over at Mudbutt and go, "Hey, Mudbutt, you ever done a tummy shot?" <laughs> I think I'm about to. Yeah, uh, and I lift out the front of my armor and I pour the shot glass into my belly button and I let him drink it out of my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. So butthole. Uh, Mudbutt, add one to yourself. Um, Reginald, you didn't drink it, so you're good, baby. I'm at seven. What happens? Uh, <laughs> oh you're God. fine for one more. 
Okay. When you okay. hit eight, things change. Um, Tyler. I'm adding one too. Yeah, please. Uh, what does Quinny do? Uh, I think he'll take it because he just needs a little bit of liquid courage for. Understood. Yep. So bump yourself up by one. Uh, It reminds you vaguely of your prison days uh, because this is about as close to bathtub hooch as as you've had uh, in a time. So um, having uh, had the the, the first drink, um, the the distillery dogs bark in unison, um, which is something that you can tell uh, Thumb Pinky has like worked very hard to accomplish because she stares so intently at you while this happens um because she just wants like some some form of of uh I'll applaud. i just give it a nice gentle couple of claps it's nice it's good synchronicity she's like this guy gets it great um and uh she's like okay so um i understand from the itinerary i was given by mr bachelor um, that you guys want to play a fun game as we go. So uh, I see you, you've brought your own barrels, which is fantastic. Liquor license laws are very loose in this casino. So mm-hmm. um, here are uh, some uh, ales you can stock up on. Uh, really depends on your mood. Uh, and much like the uh, Simpsons duff gag, it's clearly like one <laughs> tube that just empties into four <laughs> right. barrels. Um, so uh, that said, each of them does have a slightly different property. So um, there is... Um, uh, we'll say, uh, so there's the Poog Ale, which is a, a lighter um, in color, kind of golden um, beverage. Um, there's uh, the Dog Brow, uh, which is just kind of like a, uh, like a light brown. Um, there is um, uh, Champion Pups, which is <laughs> a, uh, a thick kind of um, almost a porter, like a dark uh, color um, mm. and then there's um, uh, puppy surprise, uh, which oh God. is um, honestly it <laughs> Ma- looks made it from looks, real puppies. Yeah, <laughs> it looks it looks like a vat of tie dye. Uh, it's full of strange <laughs> colors and uh, gently uh, sparkles in the light. Ooh. Basically, all of these are giant glass vats with a huge tap. So if you bring your barrel over, she'll just fill up your barrel with this, and then this will be your uh, never have I ever beverage for the tour. Well, I don't know about you, but I am one for surprises. So fill me up with some puppy surprise, please. Um, as you open it uh, and it begins to pour into your uh, into your uh, back barrel, um, you, you hear like um, uh, the sound of wind chimes and like children's laughter. I hope I'm not drinking them, but it sure sounds <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Thumb Pinky is like, you know, we thought of many things when we made these beverages. It didn't occur to us people would think this was actually what it was made of. I assure you, it's just beer. Oh, okay. With some okay. magical enchantments on it. But um, no, we, uh, no no children were used as testers or as ingredients. Well, I'd no? like to absorb some magic myself. So yeah, I'll do this puppy surprise business. Similarly, just like uh, wind chimes, children's laughter. Um, you're pretty sh- hear, sure you hear someone go, in the background. Oh, man. This uh, drink is the opposite of a war. What <laughs> s- s- has sorry. been responsible for at least one? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Thumb Pinky, uh, what exactly are these magical effects? I don't like to imbibe something when I don't know uh, the magical consequences. Oh, uh, I understand. Um, we've had uh, some of our best booze mages um, work their magic on uh, this particular barrel. Uh, and as a result, it's just supposed to um, uh, evoke a sense of, of delight and wonder 
um, both as it's poured and consumed. So uh, just purely um, cosmetic effects, um, you uh, burp rainbows, um, you know, it uh, it fizzes uh, on your tongue when you drink it. And uh, when you pour it, it, it sounds like happiness. I, right. I, I drink a glass of it. <laughs> um, also, it, Adam just got to eight. He did, yeah. <laughs> so as with uh, almost all uh, beers or liquors that ha- have, like, been retooled to, like, look spectacular, uh, it tastes pretty normal. It's not great. It's uh, I've had this philosophy about tea for a long time. I worked in a, a tea shop, and, like, all the best-looking teas tasted like flat garbage. Hmm. Um, but, like, you'd open them, and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be so good. And you're like, no. It's like drinking a bag of grass. Amazing. <laughs> so, similarly, this is just, like, a just kind of a weak-ass beer that they've clearly just dolled up to look look fancy. Because you've hit eight, you will no longer be rolling a D6. Uh, you've been upgraded to a D8. All right. Okay. Drink dice. Um, you have a, a bit of a perma smirk now, and honestly, you're you're relaxed. You're feeling good. You have occasional uncontrollable bursts of anxiety about how you're going to make things right with your daughter. But um, <laughs> you know, you just you take another sip, and that goes away for the moment. All right. Probably okay. won't when it's at D10, but a D8, you can oh. still just kind of keep it in line. Okay. Um, oh dear. Uh, I'm going to drink the poo gale. Okay. Yeah. So you get a you get a poo gale, um, uh, Alan. You uh, sort of earlier in your life were, were very much like a wine drinker. So this is mm-hmm. a this is kind of a newish experience for you. Um, but it also occurs to you that all the beer you've had has been in like incredibly shitty taverns. Like you actually haven't really ever had nice beer before. This one's uh, like you, you give it like a, a sip, not enough to to give yourself the point. But yeah. Um, it's uh, it's crisp. It's nice. Uh, it's like in the ballpark of like a nice cider. So um, it's actually kind of refreshing. I did like ciders when I could drink them. Yeah. So you're, you know, as as uh, things you've had to drink in this place go, not bad. All right. Uh, Quitty. Uh, I'll take the, the dark ale. Sure. Uh, the uh, doggo champion, I think. Pupper champion. I think. Champion, champion pups. So uh, you get the champion pups. Uh, it pours slow, um, kind of uh, molasses-y and sludgy. Um, but you're actually kind of relieved to see that because it means that you won't physically be able to chug it. Uh, and it's something that you can nurse pretty safely for the rest of uh, rest of the trip. Um, so, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, you, you give it a sniff and it, it just it smells like just a like not unpleasant, but but heavy. Like, this is going to be okay. kind of like drinking a loaf of bread. Right, um, okay. A meal but, in a glass, as they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, looking at the the kind of look of vague confusion and slight disappointment on uh, Mudbutt's face, uh, you feel like you made the right call. Um, <laughs> plus, now that you're talking about climbing, rigging, uh, staying somewhat sober is uh, slightly more... Yeah, more top of mind. So, um, having loaded up your drinks, um, uh, Thumb Pinky uh, has basically <laughs> offered to lead the uh, lead and facilitate uh, the game of Never Have I Ever as she gives the tour. Uh, I'm not going to give the tour of a place that doesn't exist, but just imagine that you're on it and you're seeing all the sights. Um, <laughs> it's but, like every brewery tour. It's 20 minutes too long and. They gave us the beer up front, so it's probably the best I've ever heard of. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's like one really cool section with a bunch of tanks that looks a little bit like Goldeneye, and then everything else is just people putting things in boxes, which uh, you can really just see at home. 
Um, yeah. But um, she's very enthusiastic uh, and, and guiding you around. So um, I think uh, the way we'll start this is everybody gets one um, and we'll see where we go. Uh, the rules of Never Have I Ever uh, are, of course, that if your character has done the thing uh, that is being asked, um, they must drink. And when you're proposing it, is it something that you have done and there you're proposing it? Uh, there's some debate about this. Um, generally speaking, it's supposed to be something you haven't done um, because you're in, uh, in theory, it's like the most outrageous thing you could think of. And then one of your friends doesn't. You're like, what? You made out with Patrick Swayze? Um, <laughs> but I've also seen it done where it's um, I want to brag. So mm-hmm. it can also be something extraordinarily specific that clearly only you have done. Yeah. Um, so that you can drink and look at everyone slyly being like, never have I ever made out with Patrick Swayze. And then you just drink and everyone goes, <laughs> okay, so just you, you just want to tell that story clearly. So yeah. uh, it's up to you. Um, but uh, again, it's it's your characters and how they would approach this. Um, if they kind of think this is bullshit, you can also tank the question. It, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just a matter of what you, you think your characters would do. Um, Part of the reason in kind of a meta sense that I wanted to work this into the story is very rarely are our characters in a circumstance like this. And I was really curious to see what would happen, particularly given that they haven't seen Mudbutt in a long time and that Reginald yeah. is in Butthole. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, might be more questions, might not. Um, so uh, Thumb Pinky uh, looks at the four of you and points at uh, Mudbutt. And she's like... All right, Mr. Bachelor, it's your party, so why don't you kick us off? Guilty! Wait, what? I gotta ask a question? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how the oh, game works. To start, yeah. All right, um, okay. Uh, never have I ever pooped in a lake, and then I just take a chug. <laughs> okay, add, add one. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll drink to that. That feels like something... Is it something you did or something you think Butthole did? I think if it was Reginald himself, he would have an internal debate about whether it was a pond or a lake. But he's done it, and believably Butthole must have. So I think he, right. would, he would drink. Cool. I pooped in the sea. That's different. Now, hold on. I'm, I got to specify. It's not like you're in a boat and you poop in it. You're in the lake, and then you poop in the lake. Yeah, but if you're on a boat, you have to poop off the boat into the water. Ooh, so that's, that's not, still pooping into no, the ocean. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. Like you're in the lake, pooped you're in submerged. the lake. Yeah, but yeah. So, you, so you need, you're saying like I've pooped. Should we rephrase it to like I've pooped while I'm swimming? I wasn't swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I I waded waist deep into a lake near Winchester, and I pooped. Well, I wish I could take back the drink I just drank, but you know what? I'm committed. Also, guys, this is the best beer I've ever tasted. Right? I so wish I was good. a better father. <laughs> <laughs> well, drink, drink more. Drink more and, you'll, and all the wonder will come back to you. Um, all right. So uh, Thumb Pinky kind of nods in, in approval and she's like, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. You know, uh, once we had someone poop in one of the vats, um, not as fun. Not as fun as the lake. Uh, we fired them. Um, don't worry. Dog. It was a while ago. Yeah, well, it's fine. He he found work on a popular uh, touring children's show where he uh, he solves mysteries now. 
Um, uh, they call it uh, Blues Poos. It's, uh, it's quite a thing. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about Scooby Poo. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, as I understand it, Scoobert Poo has been uh, working in showbiz since he was just a little pup. Um, we had Scrappy here for a bit, but none of us could abide him. It really felt like we jumped some kind of shark when we got there. Uh, in any case, good work. Good work, Mr. Butt. Um, on, uh, and because you asked the question, you get to choose who asks the next one. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with my old buddy here, Reggie Butthole. Reginator, let it rip. All right. <laughs> Never have I ever had to torture someone for information using my own hands. Uh, oh, what do you I mean by drink. using your own hands? Or magic. Ah, shit. Quinny well, takes a drink. <laughs> Alan takes a drink. <laughs> I think I did that. That was like my first adventure. I had like yeah, a you, you tortured the, uh, the guy in the barrel who came back later as a Kool Aid Man villain. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like you tortured someone first episode ever. Yeah, so you all drink, and Thumb Pinky keeps a very chipper poker face, and is like, "Great, okay, <laughs> poop in a lake, torture with your own hands or magic. Very inclusive. Appreciate that. Um, wow." Okay, well, I was going to ask for a tip, but now I think you guys are good. It's cool. It's all good. Okay. I've got a tip for you, and it's if you need to do some torturing, get someone else to do it, and then you don't have the same nightmares. Oh, burn. I've reached 10 drinks. You're now (laughs) on a a D10, sir. All right. Um, Also, here here are the last 10 chips I had from the casino. They're they're yours. You're doing great work. I'm not trying to scare you. Oh, wow. Uh, That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, There's a scroll of uh, Command Undead that I really, really want. Um, That's great. Uh, I hope you'll be happy with a potion of bull strength. No, I I guess. Should (laughs) have. Kicks the ground like a despondent child. Um, okay, uh, if you'll follow me up these metal stairs that lead to a metal walkway that leads to different metal stairs, um, we'll continue the tour. Um, clomp, clomp, clomp. All right, yeah. so it's my turn to ask a question. I'd say, uh, what about you, little guy? All right, Quinny. Uh, Quinny's just going to try and like keep it simple, keep this thing moving. He's like, never have I ever uh, been invited to a bachelor party. So cheers. Thank you very much, Mudbud. Uh, wait, I haven't been invited to a bachelor party, but so it's my bachelor party, so I had to invite me. <laughs> hey, hey Mudbutt, you want to come to this bachelor party with us? Oh, Nailed it. Yeah, All right, okay. everybody drink. Fuck. All right, up I'm we go. A, I'm at 11, all right. <laughs> Get that D12, baby. Okay. Um, cool. So, um, Quinny, there's only one person left to ask, so, uh. Have at it. He just gestures to Alan, says, Alan, let's hear it. Huh. Never have I ever been king of a nation. Whoop. Come on, Alan. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's that's you two. Go to town. <laughs> yep. Oh, wait. And he takes a drink. Okay, but if I'm... Wait, I I started as a prince, so, but then... I couldn't come to the king because then my dad turned into that zombie castle. But then my my you did wife get coronated said, in Uncle Jim Jim's. All right, okay. And you snorted some Ramsey. Uh, uh, may he rest in your circulatory system somewhere. Sorry, Quinny. I 
I am at, I've lost count. Two, 12. four, six, You're at 12. Eight. All right, I'm at 12. So um, Mudbutt and Quinny drank. Um, Mudbutt, uh, you noticed that uh, uh, Butthole did not drink, uh, which seems strange because last you heard, he he was king of a car, uh, but now he's 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 not. Uh, can you roll a wisdom save? <laughs> Uh, okay. Wait, wait, me? Yeah. Yep. Wisdom. We should be in the clear. Four. <laughs> uh, wisdom is not going to matter. One. No. Okay. All right. Um, this this all tracks. This is good. <laughs> I don't expect him to drink if I am not the drinking king of my town. Um, and uh, with that, you you come into the the gift shop uh, for who gets the knot. Um, and, uh, you know, there's like magnets of, um, uh, knots, um, and, uh, you know, um, more booze, there's like novelty flasks, t-shirts, tote bags inexplicably, um, like it's a fucking museum. Um, but, uh, uh, Pinky Thumb's like, okay, or sorry, Thumb Pinky's like, well, that's, uh, that's our tour. Uh, I hope you all had fun. Um, you're free to keep whatever's still in your barrel. For enjoying later, uh, I have been uh, Thumb Pinky and oh no, ninjas! And she, no, she points up and um, uh, she points behind you, and you all like turn, and there's like a skeleton ninja walking by, and he's like, "Oh, uh, no, sorry, Pinky, it's the next one. We already did these guys. Hey, hey, hi, thanks for thanks for taking the uh, the, the the ninja." Ninja skeleton stunt tour. Uh, you guys were great. You were great. The, the acid and the fire stuff was real fun. That was that was real good. I lunge um, at him with my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll. All right. Uh, I got a Don't ten. Don't forget your drunk dice. I got okay. I got a ten, which is what? What is, what is my axe at? Ed? five. No, no, eight. Eighteen minus. Roll your d twelve. Minus. Uh, Wait, so Nine. it's only you only get a no. So you if uh, you roll your oh. d12, and if it's a one to six, you take a, a disadvantage. But uh, it, it was a nine, so you're fine. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think I had eighteen. Yep, that'll hit. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, all right. Um, what what do I do again? It's uh, one one d6 <laughs> plus four. Okay, so technically the drunker we get, the odds actually don't get worse that the alcohol affects us. It's just the amount it affects us gets worse. That is correct. The uh, odds always stay the same, just the mm. consequences get much, much higher. Uh, I deal nine damage. Uh, you just chop him in half. Like, there's no contest. Uh, he's like, oh, oh God. God, ow, ow, oh, no, my bones. Um, and, I uh, saved my daughter. Uh, she's like, yep, you sure did, sir. No need to torture anyone here. Okay. Um, well, and she gets out like a dustpan and uh, she's like, sorry about that, Gary. I'll, I'll, I'll get you out of here. Um, listen, everyone, um, thank you so much for taking the tour. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your special day. Um, if you hear the door lock behind you when you leave, just like that, that it always makes that sound. It makes people very confused. Um, okay. Well, uh, bye then. And she kind of like ushers you out the door uh, and you hear the door like close, click, like metal arm falls down and the lights click off. Um, and uh, you can kind of vaguely see her hiding. Thanks, Thumb Pinky. We, uh, we learned a lot on your tour. <laughs> she was great. That was the best pinky I've ever right. seen in my life. 
So hey, I don't think butt. we actually came up with a better plan. But what's the next <laughs> thing on our stupid list? Uh, actually, I've got another one for Never Have I Ever. Okay. So never, never have I ever been a crappy stepfather. Oh, I'll drink to that. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Hey, kid. Look, my name's your dad. And if you find out that we're so good together, you just look, your mom, she comes over. She says to me, like, I like my kid. And I said, I like mm-hmm. you and I like your kid. And I'm going to be the best dad ever. And I made you that sign and you didn't like it and Richard he told me he was like he tried and I held him <laughs> and I just I held him like a little baby and I just want you to love your dad <laughs> uh, uh, no- never have I ever cried during my own bachelor party drink Alan uh, Alan I gotta go to the drink now get a fine I don't know the only beer. thing I can think of is just get him to fucking pass out Dial it back. He's a liability right now. I'm at I'm at 13. (laughs) I gotta find out when the show begins to get the vengeance with me. Um, you hear uh, sort of a tone over the the loudspeakers in the the hotel, um, and uh, a voice just says, "The feats of strength will be beginning momentarily." Get me at the strength feats. I'm going now, and I kind of head over to where the feats of strength are. Hey, Reginald, can you do this instead? Instead? I'm gonna he's do in it no with condition him. to do this. What? That doesn't matter. It's, he's going to compete. There, I guarantee you, there's no rule in the, uh, like, no rules fight club where you fight for weird prizes the casino owns where they're like, no, that guy's too drunk. If that's a rule, this sport doesn't exist. Yeah, he stumbles up to the gate and there's a, a, a sign that has, like, uh, it's like an eye chart. And they're like, pardon me, sir, can you read this? Uh, and it just looks like blurry nonsense to you, Mudbutt. Give me the doctor's house so I find out where my dog went. Good, this man <laughs> is drunk enough to ride. Hop in, sir. Um, and then they like the next person comes up. They're like, can you read this chart? And they're like, yeah, Z, A, G. They're like, no, you're too sober. Get out of here. Just get out of here. Nope, this is not for you. Wait, um, does the next person fight him or someone else? Um, you can sign up inside. This is just to get, get in the door. Oh yeah. I want to do this. I'm very strong. And you know, I'm also very handsome. I don't know if you realize I'm kind of a big deal. Okay. Hey, anybody ever tell you, you look like the forsaken? I've heard that before. That's why I have his book. I mean, I look back at Quinny. I, I am the forsaken. Is that it? Just be (gasps) ambiguous. Hey, do do the forsaken voice. You're Just like deeper not. and stupider than yours. Forsaken? Come on. I'm the Forsaken. Nope. Nope. Oh, that's nope. that's weird. That's off. But you know, it's been a few years. Maybe you should stop smoking. Anyway, come on in, Mr. Forsaken. Oh, is that you... Murder Child with you? Yes. No. Murder Child is also God. competing. <laughs> I... And this is my friend, Skeleton Woman who hates her dad. Oh, that's a mouthful. Uh, I can't wait yeah, to see that a... on a T-shirt. I probably won't move much merch, but it's the truth. Come on, skeleton woman who won't move much merch. What? You're fighting what? too. Let's do this. Why? Everybody's fighting. Get in there. You're I'm, drunk. Shut up. I'm not strong. And I just usher them both in. Um, and uh, Jesus. We're all um, going to die. 
And that's where we'll leave it for today. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly, because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now.